You're listening to Her Body on Body IOFM, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance, with your host, Alex Navarro. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body brought to you by Body IOFM. I'm your host, Alex Navarro. And we have Tony. Hello, everybody. Joining us again for today's Q&A episode. Now, we get a lot of questions from you guys. Um, so many. So many questions. A lot of them are similar um, or could at least be answered in similar ways. So if there are some repeats, we'll probably just touch upon them again or even refer you to past Q&As where you might be able to find the answers. Um, but some of the most recent questions that you guys have shared with us are, well, there's a ton for me personally on pregnancy and postpartum stuff and what I did to, to get back in shape, which I don't actually feel like I'm back in shape yet, but... <laughs> on the road to recovery. <laughs> I'm on my way. Um, and we're going to save that information for a separate podcast because we'll end up taking up most of the time mm-hmm. just for that topic in and of itself. So for those of you who are asking questions regarding that stuff, just hang tight. Um, those will be coming out soon. So today will be more specific to general carb night and carb backloading questions. Uh, Tony, you want to take it away with the first question? Sure. We get it all the time. How to transition from carb night to carb backloading. You want to? Yeah. I think there's a, there's a few different ways that one could go about this. And I think it really depends on what your goal is in making that transition. For sure. I think despite whether you're trying to be in a deficit or a surplus, in general, it's going to go the same way. You're going to start shrinking your carb night, start adding in smaller backloads throughout the week, usually a day or two separate from each other. Like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday split is a really simple way to go, or even a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, any kind of uh, split like that will work. Um, And then just filling in in your macros for your goals. But it's a simple process. I think where people mess up is they have their carb night. Um, they either keep it the same and then they start adding backloads and they're going, oh, I'm, I'm gaining so much weight. Carb backloading doesn't work for me. Um, or they make their carb night too small and then they make their subsequent backloads too small. Mm-hmm. So they just feel terrible and they go, oh, carb backloading doesn't work for me. So it's <laughs> you get the same solution either way. Um, but again, you know, it's just if you're tracking on something, um, just fill in your macros on the, on those uh, proper days and you mm-hmm. should be good to go. And just keep in mind that it's, it's there's going to be some tinkering that's going to need to happen and a little bit of trial and error with like the amounts of your backloads. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, this is how much I did on my carb night. This is sort of like that amount is what fueled me through the week. Right. Uh, so how do I adjust that into smaller amounts more frequently? And you also need to look at, well, what's your goal? Is your goal performance or is your goal aesthetics? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, in and of itself, there's two slightly different approaches you could take for that, engaging yeah. the quantity of your backloads 
but you also have to look at your training. Mm-hmm. And I think what a lot, I see a lot, I'm, and I'm going to be more specific to females just because that's who I work with. Sure. Um, they always jump in way too much. Yeah. So they get these huge backloads. They're either doing them too often, but they're also... Because carbs, you know? Well, they're, they're good. They're <laughs> like, oh, I get them all the time now. They're, they're great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then it adds up really fast. And then two weeks in, you're like, oh, why am I so like soft and, and puffy? Yeah. Uh, or fluffy, which is the, usually the word I get. Mm-hmm. And I usually say easing into it. It's better to ha- not have enough at first and yeah. then to be able to add in a little bit more mm-hmm. than to go hog wild and then realize like, oh, I feel terrible. Can always add, can't subtract. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, in that way, I think starting off small for, for women specifically, and, and this probably will work for men too, but you're going to be able to gauge what your needs are better that way. Like, oh, I had this amount yeah. and then I trained this way and this is how I felt and mm-hmm. looked. Oh, maybe I should try more next time. Yeah. Um, that's, that's how I always played with it. I always kind of eared on the cautious side mm. and there is something to be said about experimenting with carb types For as sure. well. Sure. Cause again, it's easy to just like, you know, have ice cream mm-hmm. every night, which totally. I tried. Yeah. Didn't work that great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I went like super clean, for lack of a better word. And I yeah. just like, there were like. Too I, many potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did rice, actually. Sure. Which, which does, it works best for me. Yeah, but I got definitely. totally riced out. Um, mm-hmm. But experimenting in that way with carb types as well, I think, is is worth trying. Yeah. It's not, you know, quite as exciting. Mm-hmm. But it's very informative. Yeah. Especially and, for, your, for your gut and your digestion. It mm-hmm. can make a huge deal. Well, I think, too, that'll make the process at the beginning a little bit easier because for anybody who's had, like, a blowout carb night, you know, you can feel a little bloated and Mm -hmm. (laughs) full um, afterwards. Oh, yeah. And so when you're trying to gauge your progress, especially at the beginning, and you're having these, like, huge carb nights – or, I'm sorry, carb backloading nights where – like for me, if I have ice cream a lot, I'll Mm -hmm. get a little bloated. Right. It's harder for me to gauge my progress if I'm bloated all the time. Yeah. So if you're keeping it really simple, um, like say with rice, that sits really well with me. Mm. I'm able to, you know, either do the mirror check the next next day or see and feel what I feel like because yeah. I'm not bloated or feeling uncomfortable because of what I ate sure. for my carb or for when I had carbs. I had to retire whey protein concentrates. Oh, they're they're uh, I turn into like a. I'm going to float away. I get so bloated. Oh, no. Yeah, I got to stick to isolates now. Well, at least you figured that out. Yeah, this body changes. Yep, it's true. Well, and Mm -hmm. keep that in mind because what worked at one point might not Mm -hmm. work again or vice versa. Everything works. Nothing works forever. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, when I've played with it in the past and I would have like my last carb night. Mm. I keep doing like air quotes over here like you guys can see them. I do my last carb night, and for me, I would usually wait until I started to feel depleted before I had my first yeah. backload. Mm-hmm. I didn't like have carb night on Saturday and then start carb backloading on Monday. I do that every morning. You know, I don't like eating in the mornings until, you know, I go to the bathroom, I have enough coffee or mm-hmm. water. It, just throwing more food into the system, to me, it'll it'll ruin my whole day. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll be hungrier and I won't I won't want to eat, but I'll be starving. Yep. Cuz I'll feel so full and bloated and mm-hmm. ugh, plugged up. Yep. So wait until you're I mean, again, this is one way of approaching it. Wait until you feel signs of depletion, whether that's, you know, you're gassing out in the gym or maybe you're looking really flat Hmm. when you look in the mirror. Uh, Again, depending on what your goals are, those are good gauges as, oh, it's time to have carbs. Let's start with this amount. Yeah. Um, And and maybe you create a schedule for yourself, like a game plan of what your week's going to look like. Don't feel like you need to stick to that. Right. If, like, you're scheduled to have carbs on Friday, but you feel fine, Mm -hmm. it can't hurt to wait. Like, this is your opportunity to experiment. And while it's, like, almost overwhelming to have too many open (laughs) parameters, Mm -hmm. um, you're also going to get the most information about what's going to work best for you. Yeah. Well, the the price of freedom is eternal vigilance, right? Yes. It's just how it goes. Mm -hmm. Can't. Can't have all the best parts and none of the bad ones. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And... And yeah, just a quick thing on this too is feeling too lethargic is a good sign that you need carbs, but also the opposite. Feeling too kind of overstimulated mm-hmm. is also a good sign to kind of maybe have some carbs and, and bring that nervous system back down because it's, you know, you get you see it a lot with clients who fast, right? Yes. Fasting and this almost uh, semi-manic type feel remember that when you're fasting you're it's kind of like you're on drugs <laughs> i mean you're you're really running you're yeah. you're you're running on adrenals mm-hmm. you know it's uh it's not always the best thing either right well i actually have two clients um who specifically we gauge their the timing of their in their carb intake based off of their sleep mm. because they will get to the point where they're having restless nights of right. sleep Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm, I can't fall asleep or I'm waking up at three in the morning and not being able to go back. And I'm like, okay, yep. you're having carbs tomorrow night then. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually been a really interesting gauge and yeah. not one that I had ever, well, I never got that feedback from a client before. So mm-hmm. maybe there were other clients who were experiencing that, but they never told me. Right. So I didn't know that that could be a gauge and right. it actually works really well for us Yeah, to be able to time their needs. Yeah, how you react to carbohydrates is a really, really good example of how your, uh, or parameter, I guess, for how your metabolic flexibility is. Mm-hmm. So if if you're more carb-based and you eat a bunch of carbs, you're not necessarily going to have that kind of uh, cascade of sleepy, nice hormones that's going to bring you to bed. You know, you're, you just stimulated yourself with carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So... If you're constantly in that cycle, it's probably a good idea, too, to maybe get a little bit more fat adapted, add some more fats, um, and just kind of even yourself out there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. So basically, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> listen to your body, experiment with carb quantities and types. Yes. Um, I usually say give yourself a couple weeks of experimenting before you decide on either a schedule or, yeah. f- or a frequency and, and quantity. At least two. Yeah, at least please. two. And for girls or for, for, for the ladies, if you are experimenting with, I mean, honestly, either, but car backloading uh, more specifically, it's good to pay attention to when your cycle is happening. Um, I don't recommend experimenting in the first week, the week before you're going to get your period. Um, if you're trying to use how you look, um, 
and how you feel like bloat and water retention wise as a gauge, it's going to be confusing. Hmm. There, there's too many other factors. Um, it's just not going to be helpful information. It might be more frustrating. Or you might get it wrong. You're saying like, oh, this is what I tried and it didn't work. Mm. Well, your body's going through a lot other things right now. <laughs> um, so just keep that in mind. And that's, I think everyone should track their cycle. I think it's just. There's enough apps and stuff nowadays too. Oh my God. And too, some of them are like, amazing yeah. at what, how smart they can get mm-hmm. over a period of time when with the more information that you enter. Yeah. Um, so if you're not tracking, do it because it's just going to serve you. And you don't have to think about it. Just outsource all those simple thinking <laughs> things to technology. Outsource. You know, some of them you can actually like sign up your partner so that mm. they get an alert. Uh, like, yeah. hey, be nice to me. Danger. Bring me, bring me flowers. <laughs> Just alarm. Alarm that, goes but, off in the yeah. pocket. <laughs> I mean, hey, could you imagine like how much? Sure. No, yeah, yeah, totally. Better the communication might be during For that sure. time. For sure. <laughs> Rather than you acting like a crazy person and your husband's like, "What the heck is going on?" Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I won't. I won't go on anymore about that. So the next question is, how do you adjust? carb night or carb backloading for AM training. Mm. And this one I think is dependent also on, again, I know our answer is always it depends because it does, on what your goal in your training is. Mm-hmm. Are you a performance athlete or are you an aesthetic lifter yeah. trainer? Because that, there's two different approaches you could take. Um, and, and what you ate the night before is a major, major yep. factor. Right. So, I usually say, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm I'm usually only coming from the aesthetic side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did experiment with car backloading when I was really into the gymnastics training, mm. um, and my training was random every day. Right, I did not have a schedule um, in my training times of the day, but I kept when I had my carbs the same. Mm. I didn't allow the timing of my training to change my schedule because I didn't feel like it was relevant for me. Um, It was more of like, if I need carbs, I need them. I'm going to have them. Mm -hmm. I used more of what my body was telling me than when I was training. Right. So I found that to be the most valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was usually, I worked out, this is how I feel, I'm going to have carbs tonight or not. Mm. Not, oh, I'm training tomorrow, I should have carbs. You're right. So, and, and I would say that I used that, let me think about how I want to, how I want to say this. Sure. When I was training for aesthetics or what I do for clients who are mm-hmm. on that path, I would usually time their backloads to, f- to happen after they trained a body part that we wanted to work on, mm-hmm. grow, which right. for most of the ladies is their, their behinds. Mm-hmm. In other words, fill up a muscle you want to improve with carbs. Exactly. Very simple. Yep. And we did gauge how they felt also, but we also schedule their training around that. Right. And it doesn't work like that literally, but it ends up working like that. It does. That's true. Um, so... From my experience, it didn't really matter what time of day I trained. Mm -hmm. It was more of I would either have them after I trained that body part whenever it happened during that day. Right. Mm -hmm. And And that's the simplest way to do it, too. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I trained today. Mm -hmm. Just today. 
Right. Not this morning, not this mm-hmm. afternoon. I trained today and I'm having carbs tonight. Right. Um, and I found that to just, yeah, it's way easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, something that you can experiment with. Um, I did find that when I, I've never been able to train in that ideal window of time. Sure. That magic afternoon training window. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when everyone's at the gym. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. Off work. My favorite time to go to the gym is the worst time. Technically, 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, technically for your body, it's the worst time. It's between 10 and 1 p.m. Yeah. Because no one's at the gym. Yep. I have my own time. Uh, mine too. It's not usually when I'm working with a client because mm-hmm. everyone's at work. Um, and I've, because of that aw- awkward time, I've n- it's never been detrimental to my my success. Yeah, the only time I trained at that time consistently was when I worked at a gym. And I would get off work and I would just work out. Right. And that was a, that was like three or four hours before practice, mm-hmm. my like a real performance judo practice. So I could get a pretty simple 45-minute lift in, mm-hmm. cover all my bases, eat some carbs before training. Uh, I've tinkered a lot with carbs, you know, pre-performance workouts and after and all that jazz. The important thing is if you need to be fueled for a workout, you have to be fueled for a workout. I mean, all theory goes out the window, right? Right. It's just a pra- practicality issue. So AM training, if you're performance focused, after your first session, if you have another session later on that day and it's going to be a hard session and you didn't have a ton of carbs the night before, let's say you didn't have a carb night or you didn't backload or you just had a smaller backload, you're probably going to need to eat some carbs after your AM session. That's a good thing. Because if you had carbs the previous night, then your your insulin response to the morning session is going to be higher because of the, the backload the night before. So there's pros and cons on, on all sides. Um, it's also very easy if you're full of carbs to not have carbs after the a.m. workout mm-hmm. and just have them after your p.m. workout. Or if you don't have a p.m. workout, just have them for dinner. Mm-hmm. I would say the only times I ever experimented with fueling up for a workout was when I would go and tumble. Sure. Because the power output is mm-hmm. much more intense. And I and concentration, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's I, a big deal. I don't get to go very often. I haven't actually been able to go since mm-hmm. I got pregnant. Cause right. I don't really want to flip around mm-hmm. during that time. <laughs> um, really eager to go, to go back, but I know my body is not ready for that quite sure. yet. But, you know, because I didn't get to go do that very often, I wanted to get the most out of it. Right. So I made sure that I my gas tank was full before I went to go do that. Otherwise, it just didn't go well. Right. I'm literally, you know, trying to do things for 10 minutes and I'm like laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a waste of time. Yeah. So... I hope that answers the question. I think we got it. I think we got it. Mm-hmm. Again, it really depends, guys. Sorry. <laughs> no, they're good answers. <laughs> okay, now the best type of workout for carb night mm. solution. Now, I'm a little biased because I'd always done shockwave protocol, mm-hmm. and that's what I first did when I first heard car- started carb night, and it worked amazingly well. And when I attempted to do any other style of programming, it just was always too much volume mm. for carb night. And that's usually the experience I have when I work with a client who is doing their own training program and mm-hmm. I'm just doing their diet. Mm-hmm. Is if they're doing like a traditional high volume 
And we're just going to talk about resistance training first. Sure. Um, for those who are using the super high volume, you know, three to four, three to five, see five sets sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, for women, especially, it's just way too much volume. Yeah. You're going to gas out three days in and then have nothing left in the tank mm-hmm. and you're going to feel terrible. Your results aren't going to be very good. Yeah. So more often than not, I recommend if I see someone doing that and they want to do carb night, they got to back off mm-hmm. the training. And you can do five total sets, but not five working sets. So right. a working <laughs> set is when you're actually getting some kind of response from what you're doing, something outside of a warm-up set. So yeah. you could do two or three warm-up sets and then do you know two or three regular sets. But having five working sets with you know, some kind of moderate load is going to burn you out pretty quick. And if if you're able to do that kind of volume, something's not right with your diet. Mm. It's not. Yeah, not yeah. Something's not right with carbonite solution. Right, you're <laughs> you're you're eating way too much. Yeah, Some, something's off. Like yeah. if you're five days in with that kind of volume and you're got gas in the tank, mm-hmm. I'm. We got to look at some things. Yeah. Um. So. Shockwave is designed to go with carbonite because of the way that it empties glycogen stores, but conserves or no, that's not the right word. Um, you're kind of getting a dose when you're when you're doing shockwave. Yeah. Is it's not overtaxing. Right. You're you're having a brief stimulus of to initiate growth, but you're not grinding on the muscle the entire time. Mm-hmm. So you're just stimulating growth, and then your your fuel levels are low anyway. So that's all you need. And we've talked about this on past episodes in particular around what that intensity should feel like. And that's, again, something that each of you just need to to pay attention to on your own when you're in that kind of a session. Like, what's my intensity? How am I feeling? I think it's more mentally demanding than physical. Yeah. If, if you've seen Alex Navarro do knee extensions, I mean, they're they're pretty intense. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of power output going on. Yeah, it's not a it's not a grindy rep at all. But there's you can it's it's an intense movement. I'm usually I'm more out of breath than I am like muscularly fatigued. Right, if that makes sense. Totally, especially on a bigger body part movement. Yeah, like back. Mm-hmm. I do like lat pull downs, like a an elect PSR set of those. Yep. I'm like winded at the end. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, no, it's. I mean that's my cardio really. Yeah. <laughs> Elect movements will definitely take it out of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. I think so many people treat them more like a warm-up set instead of a dynamic the dynamic movement. Right, mm-hmm. right. But that's not to say that other styles of lifting can't work. They just need to be modified. And yep. that might be on, on a day-to-day basis. That could be within a given session. Mm-hmm. Um towards you know the beginning of the week is going to look a lot different than the end of the week yeah so if you want to you know do something that you find off bodybuilding.com because it looks like fun Mm -hmm. just you got to make the call in the session as to uh that's enough Mm -hmm. i'm only gonna okay i'm supposed to do three i'm only gonna do two because that second one didn't go well Mm -hmm. use that as a gauge you're better off like less is more totally (laughs) you're better off cutting it short than pushing past and feeling terrible Mm -hmm. And then that throwing off your your food intake. That's like we talked about. I mean, you can always add more. Yep. It's mm-hmm. true. Um, should we touch on cardio at all? Yeah. Just because that's a part of it. Sure. It's um, When it comes to 
when it comes to cardio, I think it's easy to work past a point that is uncomfortable to the point where you're just moving to move and you're able to, yeah. if that makes any sense. I mean, you see it a lot when people like run for distance, mm-hmm. um, you know, oh, I have to do two miles. I have to do three miles instead of gauging where you're at, how you're feeling, what your your nutrition has been like. Um, it, it's the same thing. I think a dose relationship with exercise is probably one of the healthier mindsets that you can develop, mm-hmm. right? A- any kind of movement, any kind of exercise you do, whether it's cardio, resistance training, think of it like you're you're giving yourself medicine. I know that sounds funny, but it, it's it's real. And honestly, that's probably the thing I've struggled with the most mm-hmm. over the years is, you know, I never had issues with food mm. in terms of like any disordered patterns, sure. really. Um, but when I look back, like we kind of talked about yeah. off air earlier, yeah. like I've, I would have kind of abused exercise as mm-hmm. my stress relief. Um, and so when I first started Carb Night, and we've ta- again, we've talked about this a million times on the show, like sure. transitioning to shockwave was mentally challenging for me. Mm. It was like, well, where's the rest? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm done. Where's, I'm, I still feel good. I think the best, the best. <laughs> I could do more. The best cardio you could do on Carb Night is really just walking. I think long walks. I mean, uh, very shocking. underrated. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have like a serious workout for like three months, and um, ended up going, just taking a visit to the Olympic Training Center, uh, help my buddy work out there, and I was in shape. Yep. Just from like morning and mm-hmm. a couple evening walks, you know, every day, yep. I was in like peak shape. Yeah. Surprise! I mean, at altitude, I was fine. Yeah. I didn't have to adjust. That's great. Just stay moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stay moving. And I think you can manipulate, once you get to know what your body can handle, being able to, I'd rather, much rather manipulate my resistance training than mm-hmm. at, I mean, I haven't done a actual cardio activity since 2012. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, don't ask me to run anywhere because <laughs> it's not going to go well. Um. <laughs> Only runs to catch planes. Yes, or across the street yeah. before the ice cream store closes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I'd rather use that, my resistance training, sure. to manipulate things than try to add on. Um, and usually when I have a client who's been doing a lot, I have them back off. Yeah. And I think something that a lot of people maybe don't understand either is you get a cardio uh, effect when you do resistance training mm-hmm. and that's not really the same the other way around so right. it, 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 if you are you know dutiful to your resistance training program you're still stimulating all of those kind of cardiac um, things so it's not something you have to worry about too much just stay moving yeah I mean unless that's your your goal right unless you're training specifically for a sport which requires a high degree of cardio or something like that then you know carbonite solution probably isn't the best diet for you right i think it always comes back down to the goals Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay well moving on to the next question 
Um, this one's kind of two kind of related. Uh, one of them is sticking to resolutions and, you know, what are some good approaches or, or techniques for sticking to resolutions, which if you listen to any of last year's episodes right around this time, mm-hmm. we kind of talk about why that's not a good idea, um, why they tend to not be successful, yeah. more of just setting general goals for yourself that are very realistic for mm-hmm. your lifestyle and where you're at in any given moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can definitely talk about ways to stay motivated. For sure. And that'll kind of tie into the next question, which is specifically for women and how they stay motivated around their cycles because I know that that can be a challenging time. It could um, be derailing, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I guess we could just touch on that first. Um, I mean, that this is why tracking can be super helpful because if you anticipate that week coming, mm-hmm. you can just plan yeah. accordingly rather than being caught in the middle and you're like, well, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Or you overdo it when you didn't realize this wasn't a good time to do that. Yeah. And you're kind of setting yourself up for failure then. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more that you track, I mean, a lot of these apps are great because you give them three months of data and they get really smart. Yeah really fast, which is awesome. Um, and a lot of what I've seen pretty consistently is there's two times within a cycle where a woman could feel particularly drained. Mm. And that's either right around ovulation or a few days before she starts her period. Yeah, And that's very different for women. So you got to know which one is your thing. Mine is ovulation. Mm-hmm. That is not my period. I feel I feel really strong, actually, yeah. right before mine. Yeah. Um, but ovulation, I'm like, I'm going to take like three naps today. Yeah. And that's really because you're taking advantage of a, of optimal hormones. you got a mm-hmm. lot of testosterone in your system right before you start your period. A lot of athletes actually ch- choose to try and compete mm-hmm. with, the, with their periods. Um, so know yeah. if you pay attention and you know how you're, you tend to feel, you can plan then rather mm-hmm. than set yourself up for these high expectations. And then you're unmotivated because you're like, well, I'm supposed to train, but I'm really tired. Yep. That's a great opportunity to just listen to your body and plan accordingly. Like maybe that week you just focus on walking. You do more mm-hmm. mental health things. You take care of yourself in other ways so right. that when that cycle is over, you can, you're fresh, mm-hmm. you're recharged, you can hit a heart again. Yep. Um, and I think for women too, it's you know it's very it's a very mental game. Um, yeah, physically this is what we're going through and this is how we feel, but it's very emotional um, mm-hmm. at the same time. I think it's worth touching on the food side of things and what comes up with cravings, yeah, um, and sort of staying on course with food. And again, I think a lot of that comes down to knowing what's going to come when it's going to come, mm-hmm. planning accordingly being flexible with that plan and and giving yourself a break yeah because it's I, we already put a lot of pressure on ourselves um the last thing you need to do is make that worse mm-hmm. i really like to plan out well like to be honest maybe everyone's gonna hate me for this too but i don't really get cravings anymore mm. like i didn't when i was pregnant i hate you no i really don't <laughs> like i just i'm like eh it's okay. It sounds no, I, I don't much either. More for salt and fat than anything else. Yeah, actually, that was like mm-hmm. the only thing I wanted was like fatty sausage. Yeah, or like crisp, like textures. I'll crave oh, textures. textures, crunch. 
Um, so I haven't really been able to, well, not been able to, I haven't had the need to experiment or plan around cravings. Mm-hmm. Um, although I have done that with clients and we might plan a carb night accordingly then. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you tend to want these things around your cycle. Well, let's plan for that carb night yep. around that time to have all of those things. And then that sometimes can have a nice effect of like, oh, I get these things. Yeah, you're working with yourself. Exactly. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> Planning out does make a difference just yeah. so you're not caught in the middle and not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think as far as staying motivated and on track, building real habits and not underestimating the difference that's, or the impact, I should say, that small habits can make. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're someone who can't get themselves to work out, I mean, take something, take a little bridge habit, like putting your shoes out, shoes and socks and like a pair of running shorts or something, just putting those out on your desk for mm-hmm. the next morning or putting them near the door and just kind of, it, it, it's practice. It's practicing uh, doing something that helps achieve a goal you want to do. Mm-hmm. And what you'll do is, you give yourself an opportunity to build momentum and collect a bunch of little victories yep. so that hopefully you can uh, achieve a big one. Well, I don't think people do that enough in general is celebrating the, the small wins yeah. um, on a day-to-day basis. Totally. Because it's it's easy to always look at the end goal, always look at the big picture and forget that within any big picture, it's, if you don't have all of these tiny mm-hmm details um the, the big picture is never going to look yeah. the way you want it to and that that's kind of part of enjoying the process right is learning to love and respect your responsibilities and the responsibilities that you create for yourself in order to serve yourself better so it's um it's not just about the end goal i mean i know that's said a lot for for other endeavors but it's especially true for anything body related because you're stuck with this thing. Yeah. And if you want it to be successful, if you want to reach the end goal, which it should take a while. Yeah. Like anything that happens really fast is not going to stick around. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not. Um, and the, the slower and steadier that you go, the more success you'll have. Yep. And the easier it'll be to just cruise with that and maintain that for a long time afterwards. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you I mean you walked away with so many valuable lessons and information about yourself and your needs and you're you're and and you're practicing you're practicing achieving something. Mm-hmm. So it's not the only thing isn't just uh, you know getting that end result. You're that practicing transfers over to other things as well. Oh, yeah, other areas of your life, big time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your job. I mean, there's there's things we do every day that we don't like to do. Yeah. But we do them. Like, I really, I mean, I don't brush my hair very much. It's really straight, so mm-hmm. like, I don't really <laughs> need to do that. But, you know, I should brush it. Yeah. And it's the same thing with my teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to brush my teeth every day. Right. Do I like doing it? No. But, but do I like having teeth. clean teeth? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's not, you know, making it just a part of your life in a very realistic way mm-hmm. if you set things up that way so that it is realistic 
um, again, you're setting yourself up for success and yep. not of some unobtainable goal. Um, I mean, this is why I often convince, I don't want to say convince, but when a client comes to me or a prospective client and they're really interested in competing, you know, that's a really, it's a long conversation we have about it because a lot of them want just to look a certain way. They yep. just want to look at in a bathing suit and they feel like that's what they need to do. Well, let's, and then I hear about their lifestyle and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't <laughs> You already understand. don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> let's not add this like real ridiculous, it's not ridiculous actually, it's, it's really fun, mm-hmm. um, but this really intense. I think the demands are ridiculous. The demands are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The expectations are ridiculous. And that's with with any kind of sport, with any, you know, all sports are intrinsically extreme yep. if, if you want to really compete at them. So you, you already remove yourself out of, a, now my air quotes, a normal <laughs> category yep. when, when you're looking at competition. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, well, in, in the process is obviously going to be more extreme and you're that's not sustainable. So right. even if you were to use that method and prep for the event and you got there and you're like, oh, I hit my goal. It's like, mm-hmm. Well, now what do I do? That's not sustainable. Yeah. That's why sports have seasons. And even year-round sports, the athletes create their own seasons. Yep. So. They take breaks, take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, they're just getting paid. Yeah. Well, that always helps. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Start taking really good care of yourself once you start getting paid for it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, have have the big goal in mind. Um, be realistic about how you approach it. Trial and error. I know it's frustrating because the lot, error. The error. <laughs> there's a lot of times where things don't work, but you just catalog that. Yeah. Like, okay, well, that wasn't that yeah. didn't go the way I wanted it to go. What did I gain from that? Mm-hmm. And actually, there was I used to have this playlist of, you know, motivational songs that I would listen to, like mm-hmm. in the the last month before a show when I was like really having a hard time. Oh yeah. And um, as as corny as it sounds, Miley Cyrus, Ooh. it's all about the climb. Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> it's such song. a good song. It is. I mean, you just listen to the words. It's all about the climb. You know what you're learning along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the view that you're seeing along the way, it's not just about what you see when you get to the top. It's about all the other things yeah. that are going to, you know, either get in your way mm-hmm. <laughs> along your way to the top um, or that you might be surprised at seeing yeah. that if you were just focused on getting there that you would completely miss. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those are the biggest the biggest wins that offer the most value. Yeah. And you can't get any of that back. You know, once you overlook it all, you can't get any of it back. So it's gone. Yes. (laughs) Well, and sometimes you need someone to help you with that. Sometimes you need a little accountability. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where hiring a coach can definitely come in handy because they're your your soundboard. They're your mirror. They're the person that you can check in with. Like, you know, maybe you guys set weekly goals. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have like your end goal of like, oh, okay, we're going to lose 30 pounds. Um, but you have these micro goals along the way and you have that person that can be your eyes and ears that can say, hey, this is what we tried. This is the end result. We're mm-hmm. on the right track. Or, hey, let's try this. And even just getting out something that's cathartic, you know, just just voicing uh, any kind of frustrations and all that stuff, just so it doesn't circle around in your head too much and kind of reify in there. 
is uh, it's it's priceless, really. Well, it's interesting sometimes having those check-ins with clients because mm-hmm. I'll have check-ins with clients who I've worked with like way in the past, and yeah. I I always you know leave the door open a little for them um, to do these random check-ins. Sure. That maybe they're they're doing great, but you know they had a moment or they're mm-hmm. like. I need to switch things up. But, or they just want to like say, hey, this is what's been going on and I just need somebody to listen mm-hmm. um, and, and tell me that I'm not crazy Yeah, for how it, I'm it thinking. Al- it always helps. <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing when a client just talks out loud and mm-hmm. says all of these things, how little I actually have to say or do. Yeah. And they just all watch, for me to watch all of these light bulbs go off mm-hmm. as they're sharing the, the information is really fun. Yeah, the the moment they're like initially aware of it too yep. is like, oh, I'm actually watching myself do this now. Yep. Like that's and like now that I say it, right. okay, I just answer my own question. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need anything else. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Um. So you know, if you have somebody in your life that you can do that with, or mm. you you know need a little bit more specific help. Yeah. Um, having someone like that to to be your guide can be super valuable yeah. and just take a lot of the stress and, and pressure off yourself. Like, and, and I think a lot of people get super uncomfortable with voicing, you know, all of those kind of wants and and goals with other people because like they're so precious to us and like we want to keep them inside and like oh it's my little dreamy dream like it's for me. Yeah. But like sharing it with people. What it does is it allows them to have a, a deeper insight into you, and then they can actually be your allies. Like they can help keep you on track. They can notice when you're not doing those things and be like, "Hey, I, I notice you know you haven't been going to the gym. Is there a reason? Because I know that makes you feel really good. Like I think you want to feel really good. Yep. You know, all those kinds of relationships are just priceless to have, and the, and the, and they're essential. Absolutely. Um, and it just made me think of like I have two clients in off the top of my head who don't have support at home mm. for what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But it's very, very common. And for some reason, and again, maybe it's just because I work with women. <laughs> it's, no, it's probably not. It, <laughs> it just seems like certain, like, let's, let's give a mom as an example, you know, a woman who's been, uh, you know, is a mom and, and maybe she's been at home with the kids for most of their relationship and Mm -hmm. that's her role and now she's wants to do something for herself Mm. and the husband sometimes have a really hard time with that and i don't know you know there's probably a lot of different things that could be coming up there for them Mm -hmm. but you know having support in the home around something that you want for yourself um gosh i really feel like it's a make or break not only from like the the emotional side but for example, of like, hey, I'm trying to eat this way. Sure. Can you not bring home Kentucky Fried Chicken? Right. <laughs> you know, can you keep in mind like what I'm trying to do here and right. that I'm serious about it? Yeah. Because having your support on this is going to make this process a lot easier. That's respect, right? I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also on you to voice that to your partner. Like, sure. hey, this is important. I need your support. It's different if you don't voice that at all. Because then they don't know yeah. that you're ser- really that serious about it. You have to voice it. Yep. Um, but I, I do. I really see that a lot. And it's 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 two-sided. Yeah, we see it on the other side. What really comes to mind is like 
at jiu-jitsu practice, judo practice, whatever you you know, whatever uh, martial art you're into, we see it a lot of the times guys start to fade out because they're spending a lot of evenings training. Mm-hmm. You know, they're spending two hours from, you know, six to eight or five to seven or whatever, and, and the, their girlfriends are demanding more of them. <laughs> so we end up losing a lot of soldiers out there. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But it, you know, it it all comes back to respecting kind of the path of your partner mm-hmm. and what they want to do, and a lot of times it takes some reevaluation. Right. Um, well, actually, my husband's voiced his his desire mm. for me to compete again Ooh. because he's we weren't together when I was competing, and he mm. sees these pictures, and yeah. he always you know kind of throws in they're like oh you know if you ever wanted to do that again i would support you like get out there baby and i'm like i don't think you realize what that it looks like Like, you're like no actually nope that actually entails (laughs) like what that means for me not being here yeah um or not being present because i'm uber focused on that because i'm the type that when i'm focused on something i'm like laser focused like all my eggs or in the basket and right. like nothing else. And I don't know how I would be able to balance that. Mm-hmm. And I, it's hard for me to voice that because he's never seen it before. Yeah. And I just keep telling him like maybe one day, you know, when mm-hmm. we sort of have this, you know, this whole raising a child thing down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> until then, no, I'm good. <laughs> no experimental trials I here. I am good. <laughs> I've had, I can barely get to the gym, yeah. let alone stick to a schedule. Right. So... Um, I feel like I, I could throw in like sort of what I've been dealing dealing with, what I've been <laughs> managing mm. um, since having a baby because at first I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym all the time. Yeah, I'm going to smash and, it. Like, I'm going to smash it. I'm going to come back really fast. Mm-hmm. And like granted, you know, I have bounced back um, faster than I thought that I would. Yeah. But I'm also doing far less than I thought that I would mm. when it comes to like going to the gym. Um, and that does kind of go back to one of our earlier points about like, it's really about the diet. Yeah. Like I've been able to do all of this purely with a diet. Like mm-hmm. the amount of exercise that I've done is minimal yeah. to say the least. I mean, last week I got one gym workout in for 35 minutes, mm. which was like basically a warm up. And the other, right. By the time I warmed up, I was like, and I have to go. Yeah. Okay. Just broke a sweat. Just nice. broke a sweat. And then the other one was at home because I really wanted to go and it just, I wasn't going to be able to get to the gym. Right. I was like, well, I have a living room floor. Let's see mm-hmm. what I can do. Um, I mean, that's literally like how it's been. Yeah. It's today I can go or never mind, I'm too tired. Mm-hmm. And I have opted to take more naps because that's what I need to do then try to go to the gym. Yeah. And then I can control the food so much easier that way mm-hmm. because I'm not throwing in like I'm tired from not getting enough sleep and totally. I'm tired from overworking out and I'm insatiable. Mm-hmm. So. And that's just taking care of yourself. Yep. Listening to your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, there's a lot to say about just like, oh, I had a word I wanted to use. Mm-hmm. Oh, surrendering. Oh, Yes surrendering to just like this is what needs to happen right now and i don't care a a good one is like (laughs) if you want to win you have to focus on what's important now yep yeah w-i-n and man i really (laughs) like taking naps i feel so good i'm I'm not a napper but 
when, when they happen, they're amazing. They're good, huh? Yeah. I have a problem shutting the brain off. Oh, yeah. So I have to be, like, in a very, like, pooped position yeah. to be able to have a successful nap. Yeah. Well, and I get that not everyone can, like, take a nap during the day. Cause... Sure. <laughs> sure. No, but they are, like, one of the best things for you. Mm-hmm. But just having those internal conversations with yourself in the moment on any given day and just being honest with yourself about what you can handle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do go to the gym because I need to leave the house. Yep. And I just like foam roll. Yeah. And then at that point, it's more for my, my mental and emotional sure. <laughs> health than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I just need to leave for yeah. a little bit, have some my time. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't result in like an intense workout, at least I took care of myself in another way. Yeah. And, um, you know, just calling those shots. Yeah. In a low intensity way yep. that, that still fits with your goals, right? You're still working towards something you want, but you're just doing a low intensity kind of uh building block yep thing i had to do a lot of rehab for my hands mm. and my wrists because i had all those issues from holding my little guy in yeah. all the different awkward ways mm-hmm. that you hold babies <laughs> um but how tedious that was but it's really served me mm. at this point because i can do now I can actually do some of the things that I want to do because my hands don't hurt me right? when I try to go on them. So It's a wonderful it's a thing. wonderful thing. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we covered everything in, yeah. in today's Q&A. If you guys have any more questions, uh, something we didn't cover, you want maybe more specific details, uh, I'm thinking about doing a couple episodes on like a specific individual. You know, we won't share yeah. names yeah. or whatnot, but we might have like a scenario like, hey, these right. are the stats. This is the goal. This is what we're working with. Um, I think that might be insightful. Yeah, I think that that's a great idea. For some people. So if you want to be featured on the Ooh. show, you want to share some information, you can either post on the Facebook page, reach out to one of us on our Instagrams uh, with that, or send an email to mm-hmm. info at bodyio.com. And questions can go on the Facebook page as well. Absolutely. Um, thank you guys for listening in to another episode of Her Body, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thanks. You've been listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your host, Alex Navarro. And if you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance.